Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for our Tuesday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. Hope that you had a great weekend. Uh, So today we're uh, continuing. If you remember, we left off on uh, last Thursday. Um, Solomon is now king, so he has succeeded succeeded David, his father. And so Solomon is is blessed with wisdom. Remember, he uh, has the dream, and he inquires of the Lord, and he asks the Lord for wisdom. And uh, so he is a very wise king. Um, we know that kind of through history. He was The, the kingdom of, of Israel really did well at the beginning of, of Solomon's reign. And uh, there are the book of Proverbs, um, most of them are attributed to Solomon. And so today, and then on Thursday, we're going to go through um, uh, quite a bit of the book of Proverbs. Not not all of it, because some of it was written a little bit later. Um, but this was probably around the time when uh, Solomon uh, became king. He started writing some of these Proverbs. And Proverbs are a little bit different, and I encourage you to read them. We're going to read chapters 1 through 9 today. So go through, and if you want to pause this, go read chapters 1 through 9 of Proverbs. You know, it's, it's important as you're reading Proverbs is to kind of get the big picture that they are painting. Um, Proverbs, remember, are not promises. And when I say that, uh, what I mean by that is it, it will say things like, those who are wise, it will lead to a long life, right? So now, that is not a promise that if you are wise, that you're going to live to 90. <laughs> you, you could still walk outside and trip on the concrete and hit your head and die, right? Not to be too morbid, but hey, it, it could happen, right? The, but the Proverbs are giving big pictures of, of behavior, of how we should think, how we should talk, how we should act. Um, it, it just gives really practical understanding to the way that we look at the world. And as you, as you read through, you'll see different themes. Um, many times wisdom is, uh, compared to, uh, uh, to a, to a woman of, of wisdom. Sometimes, though, you, you also have the harlot, right, who is trying to draw you away from uh, wisdom, from godly wisdom. Um, but you, you see some themes. And to me, one of the things that jumps out is how a lot of the, the ideas that are reflected here in Proverbs that, you know, are seen as wise and, and have traditionally been seen as wise we actually don't really like them anymore. Our society actually goes completely opposite, which, you know, kind of makes sense. I, I don't think we're necessarily a very wise society right now. But so I encourage you as you read through it, uh, they're, they're just snippets, you know, I mean, it, it and sometimes it changes from one subject to the, to the next. Um, but uh, let's, let's look at uh, Proverbs chapters one through nine uh, right now. And, and Proverbs chapter one uh, kind of gives us the, the overall theme, if you will, of, of the book, kind of one of the foundational principles. It starts off, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Then here's the, here's the key. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so that that to me is 
is so important as you read through Proverbs that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, right? And and fear. This is not this is not fear like you're terrified in a horror movie <laughs> way of God. No, it is a it is a respect. It is a fear in that God is is holy and He is perfect, and to be in His presence would be overwhelming, and you would be overwhelmed with the the respect and the awe of being in the presence of one who is so mighty. Um, but it it is a fear of the Lord that it, we have to we have to have that as a starting point. And why is that important? Because if you don't have a fear of the Lord, that means basically you consider yourself equal with the Lord. Right, right. That uh, because you you see yourself higher than you should, and you know that that's the root of sin. What was the temptation to Adam and Eve? Uh, eat from this tree, so that you will be as God. Right. So if we do not have a fear of the Lord, then we're we're basically saying, no, you know what. I'm just going to be my own God. So there is no way that you are going to find godly wisdom if you do not start from a place of having a fear for the Lord. And uh, and it, it, it all it many times you'll see this. You'll talk it'll talk about the wise and then the foolish, but the fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know we don't want to be a fool. Um, we we want to seek the knowledge that comes only from God, the wisdom that He gives us, and that starts with a fear. Of the Lord, and uh, it continues on in verse ten. It says, "My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We find all kinds of precious possessions. We f- we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us have one purse." So this is this is basically the foolish speaking, the temptation to go the way of the, the those who are foolish, to give in to to evil and not to seek God's wisdom. It says, "Let us have one purse." And it says, "My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil." See that this is the tough thing is it's important to understand that that the world is going to present a worldly wisdom that sometimes seems very appealing and it feels like maybe it's headed in the right direction. We always have to be checking that with the word of God that is this true? Is this truly wise? Because uh, the worldly wisdom only leads to destruction. That's the path of the foolish. We need to choose the path of God, the path that leads to true wisdom and understanding. Um, as you continue on, uh, chapter 2 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment, lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Uh, He guards the path of justice, preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. This is something you have to be intentional about. You have to seek godly wisdom. It it doesn't just come naturally uh, because we live in a fallen world, right? And so we are going to be uh, com- completely inundated with worldly wisdom. So we have to choose to intentionally seek out godly wisdom. Uh, chapter 3, 
um, talks about kind of uh, the importance of, of raising your children. And when, whenever you're young, teaching godly principles. One of my favorite uh, verses, in fact, is on a keychain. It was a, a horseshoe with a, with a horse head in it. And on the back of it, it had uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 on it. That was my first keychain whenever I uh, got my driver's license. Uh, it said, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. All right. So trusting in the Lord with all your heart, leaning not on your own understanding. All right. So we, we need to acknowledge that we're not going to understand it all and we could get it wrong. Right. But we're going to trust in what God says. We're going to put our trust solely in him. It says in all your ways, acknowledge him so that that we recognize that he's a part of all aspects of our life, no matter what it may be, whether it's our home life, social life, our work life, our church life, you know, that that he is part of that, that he uh, that he, he goes with us down all of those paths. Uh, and it says, and he shall direct your paths. Right. So so God does want to follow, walk with us. He does want to lead us, but we have to be willing to follow. We have to seek him out. Uh, we do have a, <laughs> a a part to play in this. Right. Um, you know, we've seen throughout the Old Testament, throughout Scripture, that there, there, there are a lot of if then kind of ideas. If you keep my commands, then I will follow you. Uh, then, then I will, I will direct your paths. Right. So if uh, you acknowledge him in all your ways, then he shall direct your paths. Right. And it's, it's so important to understand that you have to choose to seek wisdom. Um, uh, chapter four kind of talks about the security that we we get in that wisdom that it gives us gives us a, a sense of of security of safety. Does that mean that there aren't going to be bad things that happen to you if you are wise? No, because we live in a fallen world, and sometimes you can do everything right, and thing bad things still happen. Uh, but generally speaking, if we seek to to live according to God's wisdom, um, we will be living a more secure style of, and type of life. Um, uh, chapter five talks about adultery. Um, and you see this a, a few times throughout the Proverbs. Uh, verse 15, it says, drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Should your fountains be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be your only, uh, be only uh, your own. And not for the strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth as a loving deer and grace, graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and be em- embraced in the arms of a seductress? Um, <laughs> it's, it's important that that's a wisdom, uh, is, is knowing uh, the importance of your marriage and keeping, uh, that, that sacred. Um, you know, it is, it is not wise to go outside of that. Uh, we see that throughout, uh, scripture and, and sometimes it's, it's from talking about uh, the temptation the t- there's there is a worldly strong worldly temptation to go outside of that if your marriage is if you're not fulfilled in your marriage if you're frustrated or whatever there there's going to be temptations but that is not the path of wisdom that is not what god desires um 
chapter six talks about uh, being careful um, in the promises you make. Um, you know, keep keeping promises to to people. Don't 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 make promises um, to to those who are not trustworthy. Um, uh, chapter uh, seven uh, kind of talks about the the harlot and uh, kind of and, and it's comparing that to kind of the call of evil, if you will, that's that's trying to take us off of the path of wisdom um, to convince us that the worldly way of doing things is the best way rather than God's way. Um, chapter eight has a has a, a, a kind of a, a neat poem uh, there and uh, uh, starting in probably about eight chapter uh, verse 22 um, neat neat poem about uh, about God and and uh, wisdom uh, chapter nine uh, kind of talks about the ways of wisdom it says uh, uh, wisdom has built her house she has hewn out her seven pillars slaughtered her meat mixed her wine she has also furnished her table she has sent out her maiden she cries from the highest places of the city whoever is simple let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of, my, of the wine I have mixed. For fa- forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. Right? So, so there's the, the call from wisdom for us to, to come into her house. Uh, but then we have in verse 13, A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing, for she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let them turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. Right, so, so the 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 path of uh, of godly wisdom, but then there's also the path of foolishness, and and both are want us to follow that path, and it's vitally important that we choose the path of wisdom. All right, we're going to stop there for today. Um, by Thursday, uh, I encourage you to read Proverbs ten through twenty two. It's Proverbs ten through twenty two. All right, so we'll see you on Thursday.